podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? I didn't have anything else to do, Russ. Welcome to the Movie, movie, podcast, everybody. Episode number 99. Wow. I think they say only 2% of podcasts ever hit episode 100. So this will be our last one. And with me for the last one, and I'm Tiggs, is... Uh, anyone else moving Russ. We're almost part of the 1%. Alex. I am the last one. And someone else whose name I can't remember. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Movie Movie Podcast. Uh, episode number... Wait, didn't we do this before? <laughs> that, was a, that was a pretty good one. Oddly enough, we're back to our reg- regularly scheduled podcast because some movies came out. Guys, movies can be streamed digitally and don't just have to happen in movie theaters. Who knew? Hey, I, I saw Bloodshot in theaters. You, that, you're, you're already part of the 1% then. <laughs> Congratulations. Wait, when did that get released? The, like, um, two days the before. The, your birth- I think it was like, yeah. Was it the 6th? Yeah. Uh, I was about to say, that's a bold move if that came out on the 13th and you're like, Living in COVID nation in the theater, but okay, that's fine. Uh, uh, no, I saw. I, uh, excuse me, Russ. I saw it before going to your birthday party. That was a small theater, not a lot of people. No subway. Well, I guess let's just get right into Bloodshot then, since we're already talking about it. Do we want a rust down for Bloodshot? It's been so long that I kind of want one. Is that was sure. that a rust down music? What was that? I don't know what it was, but it could be. <laughs> Just uh, reload because I'm having. I'm, you guys are like cutting out for me. Oh, I'll, I'll just. Hell? I can just mute you. That's fine. Oh yeah, that's no. I mean, yeah, I get it. Just mute me and I'll start talking about coffee and cream for as long as I can go. <laughs> uh, Bloodshot, um, directed by Dave Wilson. Ray Garrison, a slain soldier, is reanimated with superpowers. That's it. That is it. I mean, it's accurate. Now, <laughs> now, this is based off the Valiant comic, right? Correct. Yep. Now, what else was on Valiant? Was there anything of note? Was uh, not. I just remember seeing uh, Bloodshot, and that's it. Yeah, I remember. Like I, like I'm looking at the comic book version of him. I, it just I seemed like a sheer image. Yeah, it's like. Do these guys, did, did Valiant, did they have the Wildcats? Is that them? No, that no. was... That was Wildstorm. Oh, uh, that makes more sense. So these guys didn't even have the Wildcats. No, they had like Exo Man of War. Yeah. Um, okay. Were they, they, were they owned by Marvel, or did they eventually get purchased by Marvel? No, but I think Exo Man of War got sold to someone. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Anyway. Nothing to do with this I movie. I don't know how this happened. Neither do I. <laughs> do you know, like, I read comic books pretty regularly, and in the 90s I branched out even more, and I read Dark Horse and Image and, like, smaller stuff. Totally. Uh, I never read a Valiant comic in my life. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm trying to look through, like, a list, and I don't see anything... That I recognize. I, I until it said in the credits, like based on the comic book character or whatever. I, I had no idea this was a comic no, book movie. I I recognized the kit, like because I looked at the the comic afterwards, and like I kind of recognized the character design. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. 
I'm like, oh, okay, I've, I've seen this before. Yeah, yeah I know I what think, the character looks like just from but, like being in comic book stores I, and stuff. I but. think what literally happened was someone somewhere was like, guys, people are making money off all these comic book movies. Is there anything left that we can get for cheap? Right. Well, no. Valiant had a huge relaunch, like I would say about ten years ago. Now, Valiant came back big, and we're like, we want to compete now. And and how, did go? how did that work for him? Yeah, not really that great. Um, I mean, they had a couple of books that people really liked, like um, Quantum and Woody. Uh, Archer, yeah, uh, Quantum and Woody, Archer and Armstrong, uh, Bloodshot, things like that. And they like tried to like very quickly like build up these series, do big crossovers and stuff like that. And it didn't really work, but it clearly caught the eye of uh, one Mister Vincent Diesel. Yes, I, I, to be fair, his like solo off projects have been like the last Witch Hunter. Uh, yeah. So bad. That yeah, that, that, such a bad um, movie. And I think that they take this and they Vin Dieselify it they do. as much as possible. Like there's not that much I feel like there's not that much difference between this and like a Return of Xander Cage in a lot of ways. No, Return of Xander Cage is at least fun in a stupid way. This movie it like first of all, Guy Pierce looks angry to be in it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I just rewatched selected scenes of it because I watched it and I was pretty uh, drunk the first time around. Sure. So I kind of I kind of went to my blackout point today and rewatched like the last hour, which okay. I did remember. It's just super boring. Yeah. Like Guy yeah. Ritchie yeah. doesn't want to be there. I mean, uh, Guy. <laughs> I wish Guy, Guy Ritchie also does not want to be there. Pierce doesn't want to be there at all. Yep. Um, the vil like one of the the two bad guys or the main bad guy dude with the legs is like yeah. hamming it up to a degree that is like unearned and unnecessary and like, no I, I kind of love that though like, yeah, the, 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 no one else is doing that and like guy pierce is so like he's not really a villain no winston Just, from new girl doing like the british accent is so bad throughout the entire movie and like didn't have to do that no, at all no reason himself. for it but it's a real bummer because I think this setup of like the how they use the uh, superhero as a tool is pretty interesting and kind yeah. of fun. But I just think Vin Diesel is such an uninteresting leading man in this film, and that's that's not a problem he usually has. Well, it's because he well, usually has a good well, cast of characters it, around. It, it actually, yeah, exactly. He's got an ensemble. Is around a pro- him. Yeah, I was about to say it is a problem he has. And, he, and I think they figured it out with the Fast movies by five, well, yep. by fourth and fifth, fourth and, and fifth, yep. even Xander Cage. He works best as part of a team, so people can kind of play off his stoicism. Right. But as one person who I'm supposed to, like, really care about, I'm like, yeah, because, why? Because, because, again, in this movie, uh, for some context, they he is – Killed as a well, like a soldier, yep. and taken to some facility where he is has his memories wiped, and they insert uh, whoever they want him to kill, and him along with like a gang of like it's just like other wounded soldiers who are all missing parts of their body that the other part is replaced with. Uh, but like, how come he didn't? How come he got the full body treatment, and everybody else just got to replace the he, broken thing? He was the only one that it took with, right? Yeah. yeah. I, been saying they've been trying and this is the first time it really it worked. Actually worked yeah but i like oh, yeah, one, like, one lady has like the ability i like the lady that's got like lungs like that was <laughs> that's her ability yeah. 
if this fight's in the water, I got you. Um, did anyone notice how um, they tried to create scenarios where he would look totally white? Um like yeah. when the like when they when the flower truck blows up, yeah, it's so awesome. I'm like that is terrible. Also yeah. because PG-13 and they can't really sh- they can't show blood like it looks. They had to super stylize it and also try to make him look like the character who has white skin. Real dumb. Yeah. So they awesome. had a flower truck explode. I think that's that's problem solving, Russ. I think that I think actually I think the flower truck is more of a money saving thing. Because they can really digital, like, really make so much more digital if they use that. Um, because they make him, by the end of this, like, when he gets overheated, he does turn into, like, the gray tones of the character. Mm. Yeah, but it's dumb. It's um, really dumb. Oh, yeah. I would have, I would have, I would have liked this movie a hundred times more because I liked the game that the bad guys were playing. That if it was more of a, there was another protagonist that, was going up against all these guys in the lab, and Vin Diesel was just this unknowing pawn through the whole entire thing. Yes, yeah. would have been so much more interesting. And then, but it almost felt like forced that he had to be the main character. And I wish it was about you know you know maybe Lung Lady or maybe one of the one maybe like Toby Kebbell's character survives. That I I life. thought he was going to come back somehow, yeah. or because yeah. he's really wasted. And they were, like, really going back and forth, and, and Bloodshot, as a character, was a complete blank slate, because he definitely didn't have enough to his character to be a real engaging protagonist here. Yeah, to merit a movie. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's not, like, build everyone up and have, and you know, fucking have Guy Pierce be this, like, weird, arch, big villain, and he's just so small, and it's annoying. It's like, you, you, you are trying to make a franchise. So you need to – I'm not saying everything has to be thought with the future in mind, but you kind of have to have some idea of where you want this going. You don't have a sequel that anyone cares about or characters anyone cares about because you killed everyone. Yeah. It, like, well, this is like old school – like for old comic book uh, movies where they killed everybody – uh, and then in the sequel, you just get, oh, but I was the person pulling all the strings. Like, no. You know, like, if this ever got a sequel, no one would ever give a shit about it. There's no way this is getting a sequel, right? I think this was sent to die even before the yeah. world ended. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to, to, to something else right now. Um, let us go to, ooh, one that was delayed for a long time, finally came out. Was it straight to VOD or did no? There was a, a one week theatrical release before the world ended. That is the hunt. Do we need a rust down for this, or does everyone in the world know what this is? Um, you know what? In these trying times, I'll give one. All right. Uh, the hunt, directed by Craig Zobel. Twelve strangers wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are or how they got there. They don't know they've been chosen for a very specific purpose. The hunt. I didn't like it. No, it was terrible. I, it was I didn't, funny enough. I didn't hate it. Funny. It what like it? I feel like it was a it was a, a series of half measures. And like this is a like as somebody who's seen every Purge movie the day they come out and really likes them. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, well, this is kind of like a 
a different sort of purge. And even if they're going, it seemed like from the trailers, they were going a little bit more comedic. I'm okay with that. But the humor didn't really land for me. I thought Betty Gilpin was out kicking the coverage of the movie because she was fantastic. Yeah. The movie's dumb. I thought that That it starts... I thought that it starts pretty strong where it, it keeps yeah. following a different character and then yes, killing I them. Like, mm-hmm. And I was like, where is this going? And then once it finally got to the character, I was like, okay. And she does, she does a fine job, but I don't, uh, yeah, I feel like it's almost, I don't know. It, it's like insulting to our intelligence in some, in some way. I don't know. I just, I, I, it was weird because it was way funnier spending time with like the rich elite characters oh yeah, yeah. we need more of that like yeah. they, they, they <laughs> no no they i'm not don't joking. feel like they those characters don't feel like they're in the same movie as the people as a lot of the people being hunted it's like yeah. some characters are comedic some characters are very serious and it's like they re- there wasn't enough sanding the edges to kind of make both uh types of characters in both genres really work. Some people are so over-the-top funny, and all those rich people were hilarious, but it's like, I, I don't even know that these rich people would really do this. I, it's not, doesn't, I feel like they were trying to go for satire, and it just didn't really connect yeah. well that was the I, other thing they had an idea for them, like, they, they did go, like, I mean, yeah, they did go for satire, it was like what if the people hunting were just like really really hyped up weird like social justice lefty like and we just crank them up to like a million but they had no idea for the other people in this movie right no and it was you can't watch them and want them to get killed and it they're they're victims you don't want to be like well these i don't know i just feel like they kind of painted themselves into a weird corner alex go ahead you Uh, you keep trying to get something in yeah uh, I was going to say, I thought that some of the, like, yeah, I completely agree. This movie is completely disjointed. Uh, and I think that, like, especially when it tries to go back and show you some other things later on and, like, flashbacks, I, I don't think that works really all that well. And I think Hilary Swank is the big bad. I don't know if she quite, like, they keep her off screen for so long. And then when they bring her on, she's just Hillary Swank. They don't kind of do anything special with her. It was supposed to be like um, a big reveal, it felt like. And then it was just like, and it's uh, Hillary Swank. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I will say that, like, I think that I did find some of this movie funny. I think, like, the like the mom and pop store. Yeah, they, the the best. I think they I were. was funny. After they left that convenience store, I, I think that it, the movie just had a sharp drop. Uh, I totally agree. Uh, like, but I didn't care for the when it was Betty and uh, uh, Gar like Gary the like the guy who was like who knew that who was like this is a conspiracy who was like super conspiratorial Ethan Supley his character yeah. oh like, yeah it got to those two kind of going off I was like I don't really care about this anymore I, I did find it funny to like have some of the all like the right wing conspiracies be true in some ways like when there was yeah. this, like they're crisis actors and then yeah. like that one got like I thought that was like that's a fun bit. And I think they could have heightened that even more and kind of like gone on to more stuff with it. Um, now, what I think one something thing I wonder is like, this movie was supposed to come out six months prior before it did. And then there were a bunch of shootings, even though there's always shootings mm-hmm. and they shelved it. I wonder if it got edited around with to try to make it more palatable. And the, and the original version was better. 
because it, it just seems like this movie was edited so strangely. I It's weird yeah. because there wasn't, like, when The Hunt was coming back out, I don't remember any reports or any... Anyone nope. being like, "Oh yeah, we had to, we edited this stuff. They ruined my blah blah blah." There was nothing about it. It was just like, "Hunt's finally coming out." Yeah. And usually, someone says something when that kind of thing happens. Yeah, but I will say, despite not really loving it, Betty Gilpin is a superhero in the waiting. I don't know who oh kicks so much. I don't know who's who's available. Who who what, who's coming up next? Is she She Hulk? I don't know who she is, but she's somebody because she I, was kick ass. Yeah, I didn't wish she went bigger because there's a movie that I watch in which she is huge and it's fantastic. Uh, okay, let's move on like, to that one. Hell yeah, dude! I watch Coffee and Kareem. There we go. She's in that. Yeah. Uh, Coffee and Cream is the new Netflix film uh, starring Ed Helms. He plays a cop who is having some issues with his new girlfriend's son. And everything revolving around the main characters, which is Ed Helms and this uh, young kid, is like super like like you could you could be writing the movie right now in your head and you're right. Like it's really cliche, decently racist (laughs) through it. Mm But every single bad guy in this movie, almost like The Hunt, every single bad guy is almost a a breath of uh, fresh air when they walk into the screen because they are just big and weird. Um, And Betty Gilpin is in it, and she is insane, and she is real delightful. And to Russ's point, like, not she's a superhero in waiting, but she can do so much more and do, like, really broad comedy – and I think if you can get through the first 20 minutes of Coffee and Kareem and get to all the other characters except the two main, it's a kind of a fun film by the end of it. All right. I'm not going to do it. No. It's, as it's, it's just like, like, the three, like there's three like kind of drug dealer gangbanger characters, and they kind of yeah. act exactly yeah. like um, the hip-hop group from You're the Worst. You're, You're the Worst. Oh, Okay. Those three, and it's like, as I said, they're super fun. Uh, David Allen Greer's in it and has a great scene. Like, yeah. As I said, get just even skip like 15 minutes in, get through, like, the main characters are awful and so cliche, but everyone else is having a good time in this movie. Um, and as I said, if you can get, if you can get past it, it, it's, it can be enjoyable, but it's so stupid. Okay. That's, yeah. How it's long on, is it? Yeah. Oh, it's like an hour and 30 minutes, maybe. All right. All right. It's pushing it, but all right. <laughs> As I said, it's on Netflix, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure not that many people have that much to do right now. <laughs> I can find something to do. Um, but, Pete, why don't you keep going and tell us about the main event? I don't think anyone else saw that either. Oh. Yeah, we'll go, th- we'll go through my weird Netflix films Yeah, then right we'll now. go back into um, like more and then end it with, uh, with all of us and the greatest movie yeah. of all time. Uh, uh, where was I? Um, main event is a WWE film that's uh, incredibly clichely like just like uh, like Mike. If anyone remembers that, I do remember that. So this kid finds a luchador mask and it gives him wrestling powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so also and as, a lot like Slam Dunk Ernest is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on board. Um, so it's oh. people party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the same thing as Coffee and Cream. Like you could completely write this movie yourself right now 
It doesn't do anything different with that formula. Uh, Oh, sorry. Coffee and cream is an hour 28. All right. I'll take it then. And I'm I'm telling you to skip the first 10. So it's an hour and 18. (laughs) And uh, how many many minutes of credits are there? (laughs) Yeah, probably a lot. Yeah. All right. Great. So... Uh, so yeah, main event's just like a kind of a silly little kids thing, but it exists in this world that like it, it exists in a world of magic, obviously, but it's also one of those weird movies that exists in a world in which wrestling is real in the sense that they're like the the well you know it's an actual combat sport, but like the the results aren't predetermined. Right. So it kind of sets up this weird thing that like yeah, when you, was like sitting there thinking about it, it's like. Oh my god, so in this movie, I'm supposed to believe that this little kid is hurting these people so much that they can't lift a shoulder for a couple of seconds. And it's kind of terrifying when you think about this. The same way that, like, Santa Claus movies are kind of weird. Wait, why? When they set up that world in which, like, this means that the parents wake up one morning and there's so many of these presents that they didn't buy for their children. Is that not what happens? But, but then they're like, but but no, but parents in movies that are like, Santa Claus isn't real. Oh, right, yeah. Not living in the real world where Santa Claus is real. Yeah. I got you, yeah. So, so it, it's that same sort of, like, oddness to it. It's a real dumb little kids thing. I, I wouldn't recommend it. But, really? Uh, so Coffee and Cream over the main event? Oh, hell yeah. Coffee and okay. Cream all over the main event. All right, wow. Holy crap. All right, so let's keep this train rolling. And I I kept seeing the poster, or I guess uh, whatever they have on, like, Amazon, for never, rarely, sometimes, what is it called? Is it never, sometimes, rarely, sometimes, never, never? Rarely, sometimes, always. Always. I wrote never twice. Um, <laughs> tell me about this and how depressing is it? Um, the poster makes it look very depressing. I'll I'll give I'll give this one a. Hang on one sec. Never, rarely, sometimes, always. Directed by Eliza Hitman, also written by her. Um, a pair of teenage girls in rural Pennsylvania travel to New York City to seek out medical help after an unintended pregnancy. Yeah, has anyone seen uh, three months, four weeks, two days, or four months, three weeks, two days? Yep. So that's so it's kind of that same thing, but it's less of a completely terrifying illegal abortion movie, and just every single thing a man does in this movie is awful. Okay. Yep. But it it but it's more of like a. I, I, the other one is like 1980s Romania, so it's like this is illegally scary. All the things that men do aren't like technically illegal, and these these two girls just have to fucking live with it, and it's a really tough watch. It, it's it's yeah, it's a very difficult watch. I I put it on once and just was not realized in like one minute I was not in the headspace to <laughs> watch this kind of movie. Um, it is it's really good. It's I liked it a lot. Um, I thought the two girls were fantastic. It it's like harrowing without really the, the stakes are. Not, I'm not saying they're not they're not high. I mean, someone is having a, a serious medical procedure, but um, or attempting to. But it it does so much with tension in an environment that doesn't necessarily have the highest highest stakes but it just kind of puts you in the shoes of like dude being a teenage girl in this world is probably not so easy when everyone is looking at you as some form of sexual object in some way shape or form so the movie says a lot about that without saying anything about that um 
yeah, there's no point with like, there's no point in which you're feeling like, oh man, they're just tacking another thing on to like make this feel more difficult. It it this doesn't feel like this could not have happened in this order with this amount of things that kind of like fuck with them. Yeah, no, this this is an entirely pl- like it's yeah. not over the top at all. This is entirely plausible and like it it really gives you pause like as you know people who work in schools and have had have, have contended on 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 the furthest side on the farthest dis- reaches of issues like this this kind of puts you right in the middle of it and you're like holy shit these kids like this is not an easy thing and like t- talking to your parents about this stuff is really not easy at all and I think the movie does a really good job of of having teenagers make the choices that teenagers would make. Yeah. Okay. And as the father of daughters, I really feel I understand this movie. And and I got to say, like, this stuff should not should not stand. Um, is this like that Santa Claus bit again? I'm so I'm confused about what's going on right now. No, no, I'm not going to explain the joke to you, Tiggs. No, okay. um, thank God. But I will. Okay. No, it's really worth, it's worth seeing when you're in the place to see it. Okay. Yeah, it's, as I say, it's very difficult. It's one of those movies that I wouldn't, I would have a hard time recommending anyone pay money for it because it is like signing up to for a very difficult time. <laughs> but it's very, very good. It and sounds, Sharon, yeah. Sharon Van Etten plays her mom, oddly Ooh, enough. Ooh, I love Sharon Van Etten. Okay. Yep. I yeah. wish she had more lines. Yeah, with like absolutely no fanfare. She's in it for like maybe seven minutes. Of the song at the end is her, though. So yeah. Awesome. If you like her. I do. And I do. All right, I'm uh, sold. That's all you had to say. You should have yep. started with that. What but yeah, it's, it's it's really really good. Uh, very small. Uh, the girls are great. It's terrifying. It makes you hate men, but not in a man hating way. Okay. And I will continue my Planned Parenthood uh, donation. Yeah. There we go. All right. So now, on a happier note, let's move on to the platform. <laughs> I think this one deserves a rust down. Um, sure. Because moving on to this, before we, I had no idea what this was. Yeah, you've probably seen it on your Netflix. Like, it was on the Netflix top ten for, like, a week yeah. before Tiger King, King came in and just, like, slapped everything in the face. Still haven't watched it. Uh, it's it's a thing. Um, okay, the platform. Still haven't seen it. Uh, by, directed by Galder Getz, Telu Arusha. A vertical prison with one cell per level, two people per cell, only one food platform, and two minutes per day to feed from up to down. An endless nightmare trapped in the hall. What? Yep. <laughs> yeah. if, I, don't, if I didn't know I anything was, about the movie at all. I know not, that's the most I know about it. If I was like, like, this is one of those movies that was like, I think it was like, maybe, I can't remember what site said this, but... They were like saying if this movie came out 20 years ago, it would have been in limited release for like a couple weeks. And then like in the cult section of every like video store 100%. and people would have like talked about it from word of mouth. And like young me, like if I was 21 watching this, I would have been like, you guys know the levels aren't just levels. <laughs> it's actually a metaphor. <laughs> uh um, that being said, this movie is, I think, really effective. It really, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I think it does a lot with a very little. I think that, yeah. like, 
the reveal at the end. Careful. What? Yeah, I think that it was all very obvious. Um, it's all very obvious. <laughs> and, and it felt like it was trying to have some. I don't know. To me, it felt like it was trying to have some big, big reveal. Where it was just like, yeah, come on, guys. What? Of course. Um, but I think that like having this like single room set feel like a multi room set, but it's really just this one room over and over again. And yeah. I think it, it works really well for, right. for having all that. Uh, I think that everyone makes a, a really just like a great job of just feeling terrified in this confined space. Um, Russ, it's about class. Yeah. Ooh, that's what I'm about. It turns the not... levels are the levels are different levels of class. I think that uh, the 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 woman who like rides the the food elevator down so like fantastic. Love love her in this. Um, yeah. The the new I cellmates mean... always great. Yes, uh, I, I think the the acting is is across the board uh, yeah. good good at this, effective and like sometimes uh, you know silly and, and comedic when you know when need to be in its own dark way. But like yeah. for the most part, everyone I, don't know, I thought everyone was good. Um, How was this dubbed, Alex? No, so it record it, it's it this <laughs> Netflix thinks less of me. Uh, it started me dubbed. <laughs> Um, oh god! Uh, did, like, does it match up? Does it? Oh, do you, sorry. Did, did it lose anything being dubbed, or was it? Did you? No, no. Like... I switched to, to oh, subtitles okay. uh, uh, very quickly. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I think you could watch the trailer on Netflix and think, "Oh, wow, that's such that's like the most obvious looking movie I've ever seen in my entire life." Yeah. But but the nice thing, it doesn't try to hide that metaphor from you. And like the whole th- the whole like thing that sets them off on the kind of journey that they do is in service of the fact that this is a metaphor. The, like the, the, the whole itself, whatever they call it, like that's what, that's the whole purpose of it. So I think it's, I think it's, it's effective at telling that story, even though it feels so sillyly like obvious. Yeah. Um, and especially it's for me, my like kind of the way I feel like how it acts is that it's, if someone asked you to make a movie, uh, ab- like make an adult version of a Dr. Seuss book, like kind of, you know how um, Butter Battle book was just about uh, so having your bread right, but your butter right side up, which is the correct way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just about the military industrial complex and how like you know Sneeches is all about uh, racism and class as well. Like, this is that obvious, the same obvious, simple metaphor, but the pictures are fun, and the way it's told is entertaining. So it could it could have been, like, looking me in the face at every, like, five minutes and being like, this is about class, and I wouldn't have cared. Like, a simple metaphor is fine and a good time, as I said, if it looks pretty. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like Dr. Seuss books are more effective in a way that, because, like, as a young reader who's reading it for the first time, you don't get it. And this is like the same level of of metaphor, and you're just like it's super obvious, and <laughs> l- like that it's the same distance away of like the A to B metaphor for it, and that that's again, I I thought that it was it was super well done, but I did think it was a little bit too obvious. Um, and again, yeah, I guess it, it I guess it wasn't hiding it, but um, for like a Netflix movie, it's it's super worth watching uh, if you're into. Yeah, I would definitely put this over both main event and coffee and cream. There you go. That's a glowing review. Yeah, right there. there you have it. Yeah, I just got to find a time where I feel like reading subtitles. Yeah. There you go. 
There you go. Or just go dubbed like Alex. Uh, no, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I switched it. <laughs> it was because the, the, the dubbing the dubbing is not great. Like yeah. it, the the syncing up of the the mouth and stuff like that wasn't I I thought something was just off at first. That's funny. Um, <laughs> That's really funny. All right, guys, are you ready for the main events? Not the movie the main event, but for Trolls World Tour. Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes we are. All right. Uh, this probably doesn't need one. But it deserves <laughs> one. All right. Trolls World Tour. Uh, directed by Walt Dorn, who's that cloud guy, who I really like. Um, Poppy and Branch discover this is... Wait, that can't be right. I guess it's the longest rustdown of all time. Uh, <laughs> Poppy and Branch discover that they are but one of six different troll tribes scattered over six different lands devoted to six different kinds of music. Funk, country, techno, classical, pop, and rock. Their world's really about to get a lot bigger and a whole lot louder. A member of the hard rock royalty, Queen Barb, aided by her father, King Thrash, wants to destroy all other kinds of music to let rock reign supreme. With the fate of the world at stake, Poppy and Branch, along with their friends, set out to visit all the other lands to unify the trolls in harmony against Barb, who is looking to upstage them all. Wow. Why is that so long? Well, it's a very complicated movie. <laughs> it's a movie for yeah. four girls. It's, yep. it's about class, all right? <laughs> this, one is, this is a lot like the platform, guys. It's actually, oddly enough, you're right. If every troll just took a little bit of music, <laughs> then it could make it all the way to the bottom trolls. That's that's what they learned by the end. Yeah. I'm imagining a parent looking up Trolls World Tour, trying to figure out if whether or not their kid can watch it, and getting that far into the recap and be like, huh, I think this sounds okay for my child. Like, why? Like, it's 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 also Trolls 2. Yeah. It's not one... It's a it's a it's a very known property, and there are also tons of troll toys. What made you did, need that long of a description? Did, can I ask a, a possibly stupid question? Did troll toys try making a comeback with these? No, like but these trolls toys. Yeah, they kind of rebooted the whole idea. Even the the, the idea of trolls as yeah. a you know things with really long hair that you can do things with such awful awful hair. But no. When those toys came out before, we weren't thinking about trolls singing. That's a whole new <laughs> dimension brought to the and, franchise. And, very true. But also, were you thinking about uh, trolls in different ways in terms of racing, <laughs> racing class? Because that's what yeah. this is. Yeah, and and I actually, you know, most movies are like, or most kids' movies are like, hey, we're all different, well, uh, or maybe we're not all that different. And this one's like, no, we're different. Yeah, we're and all different. Yeah. and that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, it's good. I, I very much enjoy it, especially compared to the first Trolls, which I watched last week, too, in preparation for <laughs> Trolls World Tour. Yeah. Um, Trolls 1 is okay. Yeah, Trolls World Tour is fabulous. Yeah. It, it is pretty good. Like, I, I, was, I was pretty on board, and then George Clinton and Mary J. Blige show up, and I was like, I am super on board right now. This yeah. is the best. Yeah. Uh, this is an all-star cast. <laughs> it really is. It re- honestly, it really is. Yeah, like Sam Rockwell's in this movie. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, to be fair, Sam Rockwell 
Academy Award Academy winner. Award winner Sam Brockwell beat he out. He will show up for most things. That's true. That's true. Ozzy Osbourne, bro. Like I don't think Ozzy knew where he was. No, I think they just recorded like little bits. Of, like they got him to say rock and roll a couple times. This and when he, when he makes the rock and roll sig- signal and they had to like help him lift his fingers, I thought that was really cute. That, that's just real. That was that. It's because they mocapped Ozzy Osbourne for that role. <laughs> I watched this movie like I would watch this movie if I was a kid. I, t- I tried to turn off my adult brain to the best of my capabilities because this movie was not for any of us. No, at no, all. no. But like, I would my that. little nephew absolutely go ape shit watching this uh, movie? Yep, a hundred percent. He would did love my, it. Dance, he would did. sing, and he'd did, have a good time. Did He's my probably, little niece go ape shit for this? Oh yeah. Did my little niece go ape, ape shit for this? Oh yeah. So, like the pacing in the beginning of this movie, for little little kids. Yeah, yeah. Because you can tell because like the pacing is so frenetic. Like in the beginning with jokes, yeah. they just throw weird thing after weird thing at you. Like all of a sudden, here's one troll giving birth from his head. Yep. And, like there's another one. Like, Weird. It shit. starts and off like you're watching an adult like swim show. Music video. Yeah, and that was that's what that's Keenan Thompson, right? The yep. little diamond. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like he was cute. He was really like, oh, oh man. And then you know the the two ogres from the first movie show up at the end of the credits or like in the mid credit scene and a decent, a decently dumb joke. Like, yep. A hundred percent of this movie. Really, I really enjoyed it, and I, I was telling Pete before when the K-pop trolls and the reggaeton yeah, trolls had that little battle. I was dying. Yep, I loved it. Yeah. I'm sorry, loved it. It it was enjoyable. Um, I think I we should all watch see... Trolls World Tour again and and just have another podcast about it next. Yeah. yeah. Also, this movie works really well under the influence of anything. <laughs> if I started off watching it completely sober and I drank an entire uh, bottle of wine uh, during it and enjoyed a lot more. Wow. That sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, high, rec- high recommendation. And if you are a listener and have kids at home, just put this on and go try to work or do something because your kids will be transfixed. Yeah. yeah, it's way better than the first one. The first one just... Instead of like having like more music like this one does, first one just like changes the plot every five minutes to try to keep kids' attention. Yeah. So I do think this one works better. Um, I'm slightly shocked about how over the moon everyone is about it, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's like Sing mixed with Tenacious D's Pick a Destiny. Dude, mixed... I like Sing. It's me too. I love Sing. I never I... saw Sing. Oh, Sing is great. You should. Watch <laughs> I, I expected nothing, and then I really enjoyed it. You yep, got everything? Here. Yeah. I remember I was just like, I have no interest in watching this, and my niece had seen it a bunch of times and wanted to watch it again. I was like, all right, fine. And just and immediately purchased it on Amazon afterwards and watched it again that night. Guys, Trolls World, Trolls World Tour is totally all right. Trolls World Tour is totally all right. Yep. Yep. Don't expect to watch a movie that you're going to enjoy as an adult, but... Remember what it's like to be a kid or watch it with kids, and it's great. I'm very interested to see what sort of money this movie does. Because this is the movie that is going to make or break this release model yes. for being. Yeah. Because it, it's $20 for a 24-hour rental. And this is a movie, like, and this is a, kind of a movie that, especially little kids that wanted to see this, this is that movie that they want to watch, like, every day. 
But at well, the same time, about... like you, this is all you're spending the price of one ticket for all of your kids if you have like more and and yourself. So like if you want to see yeah. this multiple times, then I think if you've got more, if you've got more than one kid, you got to think about it like that. Whatever, twenty dollars, who cares? They're gonna do something for uh, an hour and a half, and you can like make dinner. So. If uh, considering we have no idea when this is all going to be done, to me, I'd be like, if I have to rent this every, you know, day and a half, every two days, whatever, to get these kids to sit the hell down, cool. Between Disney Plus and this, you're all set. I'd say, like, listen, if you're good, I'll rent it this weekend. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, but with Disney Plus now, your kids can't see uh, Daryl Hannah's butt, so no sale. <laughs> Oh yeah, they did. They yeah. added hair, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. yeah. So I guess as a family, like, let's say if like you have two kids, you were already probably expecting to pay sixty dollars to go see this movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep. you're going to rent it at least three times. Totally. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I like, because if you three times for a kid, three rentals for a kid is tantamount to probably nine viewings. Yeah. Yeah. Up to nine viewings. I would say. I think, yeah, I think every handful of that between like other stuff, they rotate through Cause you figure a kid will do like frozen, then Moana, then frozen two, and then they're uh, ready to do it all again. Cause is it a, is it a so, hour or 48 hour rental? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm trying to find um, it, but I can't find it. So let's see here. What if I just click on rents? Cause you know what? Whatever. I would buy it again. 48 hours. Yeah. Ooh, even better. So, yeah, that's 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 incredible. That's actually even better. Yeah. So you probably only got to rent it twice, and yeah. you get four days of watching it out. You can either make it like a Friday to Saturday, Friday and Saturday thing, or a Saturday Sunday, or drop it during the week. Yeah, and have them watch it on a loop so you can get stuff done. That's beautiful. Yeah, but I hope I hope it. They said it did really well, but they didn't say specifically what the numbers were. I'm interested. Yeah, I would love to see what the numbers are by the end of all this. I think it's important because right now they're talking about kind of maybe reopening things in June, but I don't see how that's possible. I think that that's uh, terrifying to do. Yeah, like, I don't. It's not gonna happen. I, I I hate to say I hate to be that person now, but I'm like I think you bag some you movies for the summer. And you try to get things good for September. Yep. And I understand that means that we're – I don't think you can drop all these movies at one time. It means everything's going to have to push a bit. Yeah. But fine. And and that means there will no longer be any off weekends. There won't be any weekends where there's nothing. Yeah. Which is As I said, my, my interest with the Trolls World Tour re- release is that do they find out that with movies like this – that after week your week one numbers are going to be so similar to your week two, like that, that they're already making their money like the same amount of money that they would have. Yeah, right. Well, that, that that's the the interesting question is how this like I wish they would give real numbers at week one and week two because I'm so curious as to what. Yeah, what's the drop? Yeah, because we'll like if, they, we, they'll, if they'll this was in theaters, it would make like uh, this movie probably Trolls World Tour in theaters would probably make. I would guess 60. Yeah. What did the first Trolls do? Not as much as that, but it it ended up doing really well. Uh, But I think this one would probably do a little bit better for opening weekend and then probably end up making a little less all told. Yeah, but so so I think there would be a big drop week two, but with this digital sort of uh, opening for it, is it going to drop week to week? 
by seeing I, it. I don't know. Um, and there's yeah. I don't think there's any other movie coming out like this anytime soon until they one. decide to. Yeah. yeah, and and also I don't know if a lot of people think to rent stuff digitally as much. Yeah. Like I don't know if no, the inf- it's not yeah. in people's thought process. But think about how many people never knew how to Zoom or FaceTime or house yeah. party. This or is getting people whatever. into that whole thing. Like that. That's a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, but if there's a four year old who just watched Trolls two in their living room, tomorrow says I want to watch Trolls two again. In a day in which these four-year-olds are used to just pressing play, restart, yeah. pressing play, are they going to understand two days from now that they can't watch Trolls 2 again? And if they are savvy enough to be on Amazon and just do the one-click business, like on the Prime Video app, then you're, you know there's going to be some parents that are like, my kid spent $100 without me knowing because I forgot to put a, a, like a pin on, yeah. like a lock pin on. Happens all uh, the time on the App Store. Yep. Yeah. So right. I think that's just going to start happening, and we're going to see uh, memes of parents like my kid spent a hundred dollars on trolls. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll be cute. But that's why you can why find I don't us right. on the web at moviepodcast dot com. You can find us on uh, no no. You can find Russ on Twitter at Russ Incredible. You can find Russ on everything at Russ Incredible. You can find Peter on Letterbox at Funky Nightwing. Yes. Alex, you Ooh. had some homework. <laughs> Honestly, I was really involved in Quibi this week, so I didn't really get past that. All right. Well, next time, right? For, your, for Does the Quibi have episode. profiles? That's a good question. Does Quibi have profiles? No, I don't think so. I wish it did. All right. Well, next time you will have something to tell us for our big 100th episode where we will be rewatching the films from our very first episode. Fun idea. I don't know who came up with it, but it's a great idea. So you can catch us on that. Thank you all for listening to us. Be safe. Stay home. Be well. Keep listening to the Movie Movie Podcast. Later, y'all. All right.